Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylive.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I want to run into over in my text in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. And it is a great, great text that you will want to read with me. That's my encouragement to please read with me. And uh, would you read this text out loud with me today? Would you do that? Just out loud. You ready? Here we go. Whatever bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth... Isn't that a great text? I mean, that is one more awesome text. It's Matthew chapter 18. I'm going to come back later in my message and read from Matthew 16, almost the direct same words, two, two chapters earlier, but I got something really cool to show you that is added in 16. So, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The emphasis is in this verse is definitely upon earth. Now, I want you to look at that real close because I want to break this text down. The emphasis is real strong on earth. In other words, what we do, the, the, how we play in the process of this thing uh, on earth. That is, the actions that go on on earth establishes God's will down here. Now, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to dig a little bit today, so put your thinking cap on with me, okay? So the things that we do on earth helps directly involve God in the processes of our day-to-day. In a sense, heaven, and you can see by this text, heaven, heaven is waiting on earth to act, okay? Heaven is waiting on earth to act. Things that are against His will in the earth are to be bound by us. Now, we don't bind those with, with strings or ropes or chains. We bind those through the power of the name of Jesus Christ. All right? But, but things that are against His will in heaven are to be bound by, earth, by, by us on the earth. And things that agree with God are to be loosed in this earth to influence all, all us, but also those around us. The, the will of God, you know, a, a lot of people get real confused about the will of God, and, 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 and I understand it's a, a stretch, and, and uh, Landon Rigmade, and I'm going to stop and just stay right here. He's starting this group um, that he has called On Guard, and man, I, I'm really excited about this, because he's talking about the apologetics of Christianity. In other words, why Christianity is real and all the in, in things that are coming against the church in this day saying this is not real, not real. Landon's going to really hit that. And, and uh, if, you're, if you're going into, you know, around college age, and I know they have a college group and you need to be a part of the college group, but if you wanted to add one more to it, this would be a great group for you to go through on any age because it's just talking about apologetics. But, but, but in, in this process of the will of God, and, and this is one of those things that, that people get really confused about. I hear it all the time. There are people 
that were in the church last year that are not this year because they're confused about this. And that is the will of God. Well, how could God do this? Or how could God do that? Or, or why do I even pray if God has his will that he's going to do what he wants to anyway? So why do I even pray if he's going to do his will? And I hope this message really, really answers that question for you today. But the will of God is in heaven. So God has his will. He's got his, the, the will of God is going on in, in heaven. But listen to this, but the implementing of his will, the implementing of his will on earth and, and, and is when we get involved in the process. So, so we have the will of God and then, then man gets involved in the process and then heaven comes in behind it. In other words, he uses the church. I don't know why he chose that system. It seems like a God as powerful he is would just come in and, and act out his will and do what he wants to. But let me tell you, to answer my, I don't know why he works this way. The reason he works this way is because he, you have your free will. And he wants you involved. He loves you. He's crazy about you. And he wants you. And he needs you. And he needs the church to be involved. Now, I'm laying a lot of groundwork here. So you play a vital part in the kingdom of God. Play a vital part in the church. In other words, God has his will in heaven, but if he doesn't have earth to connect to that will, the will of God never plays out. It's never activated. It never moves beyond the will of God in heaven. And so it can be God's will, but if we don't get in the process, that's why we believe in prayer in the church. Right now we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Why are we doing it? We're saying, heaven, we want to align ourselves with the will of God. We know you have a will for the church to succeed, for people to be blessed, for lives to be changed, but we are aligning ourselves with your mission. Amen? And, and that's what we're doing. We're kind of getting the clutter out during this 21 days. By the way, we've got a ton of people doing our devotion, the most we've ever had. We're excited about that. We have people, uh, we have live videos on Facebook every morning of someone in our church doing an amplified version of the, of, of, of the devotion. And So get on there and watch that. We've got a lot of neat things going on. The church is play, praying right now between 5.30 and 8 every morning uh, and at your homes. The church is teamed. What are we doing saying God we know your will is awesome we know you have great things for southeast Texas but we believe as a church body and that's why we do church together is because we believe as the church body we can come together and storm heaven and say God I'm asking you to do your will through our lives somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise amen so he really he put a lot in our hands man and, and, I, and I often say is the church kind of lives under our potential. And I want our church to live uh, up to the potential that he placed inside of us. And I want this message to, no, I want it to fire you up. And so what I want to do is I want to go back because we want to place Bible with this. So I want to go back to an Old Testament text. It's in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 9. And, um, and we've, we have the, the children of Israel and, uh, the, you know, they come out of Egypt and they're traveling, all, all this stuff going on. And, and they come up against the battle. Moses is leading them. 
But they come up against this crew called the Amaleks. And there's all kind of people they come up a crew. But, but they come up against the Amaleks. And this is what happened. It says this. Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Moses said to Joshua, choose some men, go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow, this is Mo, tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. He's got his staff, all right? And then this is the next part of it, verse verse, uh, 10. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. I mean, there is a war going on, but, but watch this. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was that when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. In other words, so if you've got the, the armies going down there, he's on top of the hill. When he raises his hand, the Israelites are winning the battle. But look at this. And when he let down, his, his arms literally, read the Bible, his arms would get tired. And when he let down his hand, Amalek began to prevail. And so Aaron and Hur, his comrades there, they're with him in battle. They come, this is some of the story that I'm not reading, but it's in the text. They come on either side of Mo and lift his hands up. So, bro, 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 listen. We, we got to, we, we, you know, this back and forth stuff, you're killing us. We got to keep your hands up. Get your hands up. You know what I mean? And so, and so, and so Aaron and her come on either side, lift his hands up. And as long as his hands are up, watch this, the will of God is being done in the battle. So let me ask you a question. Was it the will of God for the Israelites to win that battle? Come on now, that's easy to see. It was the will of God. It was a God thing for them to uh, be involved in it. But it was through a type of prayer and intercession that Moses had to get involved with and stay involved with for the will of God to be done in the battle. Isn't that good? This is a good time to preach with me and say, oh yeah, pastor. You know, something, something, all right? So, so, so you're involved. as long as that, so they were involved in the process. And God wants you in the process. He wants you. He, he's placed a lot in you. A lot in you. You're not praying just to, you know, to, to, to mark off something. You're praying to make a mark so that the kingdom of God can prevail and do its work. Amen? So, I want to make sure you know this so you don't think I have bad theology. I do not mean that we can make God do what he doesn't want to do. All right? No, it's far from it. Rather, it means that we can implore or we can pray or we can uh, appeal to God to do his desires that he wants to do. I love it. That's why I think when they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He said, I'm going to tell you how to start it off. You know, our Father in which you are in heaven, all this stuff. Then he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This is, this is, they're going, hey, I want you to pray this. Pray that my kingdom comes and my will be done. But I need you praying that for it to happen. Isn't that good? And so, so while, while we're praying, when you're praying and waking up and praying on, on, on Sunday mornings or, whatever, or, or every morning, 
I want you to understand, there is, there is kingdom authority and kingdom power that's taking place inside that room next to, your, next to your coffee and your donut or if you're fasting, your water. I, I don't you know. But, but, but in fact, this is, this is the very foundation of prayer. We can go to God and we can pray according to His Will. We can ask for the things that he already wants. Pastor, how do I know what he already wants? That's why you have to get in the Word of God. Because as I get in the Word of God, the Word of God starts opening up to me and I start finding out, the Lord starts laying and speaking to my life that this is what he wants for this hour. And when I, when I feel that, and I feel that connection, and, and I feel one of those moments... Man, I start leaning into that and watching God start doing His incredible, incredible work. So do you see now why the Word says that we should come bold with boldness before the throne of God? So, I mean, we're not, we're not supposed to go, well, I'm the church and I'm a Christian and Lord, I'd like to talk to you today and I just want to be here and I'm just a nobody, I'm failure Little me, little no. Get your head up. Huh? That's not what he thinks about you. That's what you think about yourself. The Bible said, come boldly before the throne of grace. In other words, I come in there like I own the place. Huh? Y'all ever come boldly to anything? I mean, you walk in like John Wayne. I mean, you come in there going... Huh? Lord, we need to talk today. And I'm being silly, but you understand. Come boldly before the throne of grace. In other words, he's saying this. I have my will. I have incredible things for Southeast Texas. I have incredible things for this area. And I just need somebody to pray it down. And so I step in there with boldness and I say, all right, Lord. I'm coming here before you today. And Lord, I, this is a new morning. It's a new day. I want to be where you want me to be and say what you want me to say to make a difference in somebody's life to be changed forever. God, let me be in the spot today that is directly in the will of God. Let something happen. Let something take place. That's boldness, man. And if you live that kind of life, you are going to make your mark. You're going to make a mark. You're not going to just be a Christian blob. You're going to make a mark. There's going to be things that are changed because of your prayers. And so, when earth moves, heaven will move. Heaven desires us to do, but heaven will not do until earth does first. So this, this implies that if the church fails to rise to the will of God, what happens? God's will is not done on earth. It's not done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why he said this, if my people pray, then will I heal the land. The key in that, people, is earth. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to get involved in the process. And, we, and, and this is a great day for that because there are so many helps. If you've already been through freedom and you want to go through prayer force, what an opportunity for you to learn 
how to pray. Twelve weeks in this semester, and you get to learn how to pray. I personally went through it twice myself. It's an amazing process, learning the strategies of prayer. Learning how to bombard heaven. The way in which God manifests. I want you to hear this statement here. And I, I don't think it's on screen for you. But I should have put it. The way in which God manifests himself today to the world. Is meant to be through the body of Christ. The way in which God manifests himself today to the world. Is meant to be through the body of Christ. In other words this. If God's going to show off, he's going to do it through you. You're his mouthpiece. You're his voice. How you act, how you live, the marks that you make in your life, they are going to set the world up to see Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so, so, so be, 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 live it, live it, live it. Now, let me explain this right from the very beginning. So I'm going to run back, and I know I'm, I'm laying a lot of, I hope I haven't, uh, gotten too too heavy with this, but let's run back to to Genesis. Okay, I'm trying to make you think today. Let's run back to Genesis, and when God created Adam and Eve, He created Adam in His image. All right, so He created Adam in His image, but and He gave Adam what He calls dominion. So, so he gave him these, the keys, if I can say, the keys to have dominion. And when Adam took those keys, there was a lot of stuff going on right there. He gave him the dominion over the beast of the field, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and all of nature. In other words, if we can say it this way, he was the manager of God's creation. So he started, he started naming things. He started putting names on things. Hey, that's a giraffe. Got a long neck. I'm going to call that a giraffe. Hey, you see that thing right there? I'm going to call it, you know, a zebra. I don't know. I'd like to get in his mind and know where all the names come from, but I don't know. But he, he had the ability to name things. He had dominion. He had authority. He was the manager of God's creation. But check this out. A little serpent came into a tree. And the little serpent got in there and began to talk to Adam and Eve. And what happened? What did man do? Sold out. Sinned. There was sin that entered into this whole equation. And when the serpent came in the garden and tempted Adam and Eve, Adam did this. He, he very effectively handed over and relinquish the dominion of the earth. I'm going to use, um, there's a bunch of Kleenexes right here. I'm going to use these. I'm looking for something. He handed over the dominion to Satan. And Satan became the God, little g, not capital G, not the God, but became a God over the universe. I got all kind of Bible for that. So he became the God over this world. And so Adam gave dominion over to Satan. Handed it over to Satan. And we had to fix this problem. Because now 
it's all out of whack. It's all messed up. And let me give you a little theology here. That's why when Jesus comes, he's called, and you have to get in the theology of this, and there's Bible for this, but he's called the last Adam. All right? What it means is this. He's coming to take back what was lost in the first Adam. Is that cool? So Adam and Eve handed over this authority to Satan. And then here comes boldly with human flesh. God manifested in flesh. The last Adam. Came, he comes into creation as a human being. The creator becomes a creature. And he comes in and he is the son of God eternally. But he becomes a man. And he becomes on the behalf of mankind to wrestle from the grip of Satan the dominion over the earth. Y'all have the picture? And, and so, uh, l- listen, listen to this. That's why he faces the devil in the wilderness. And the, and, and, the, and the devil is trying to talk him out of it. I could go all to it, but I don't have time. He's trying to talk about it. He's trying to give him this for free. And you don't have to pay for it. If you do this, I'll give you this. And the devil's trying to make a deal with him. Because he don't want him to do what he's about to do. Because when he does what he's about to do, he's going to change everything. He steps up to a cross. Dies on Calvary. To purchase back, to purchase back what was lost. And he stands, this is after his death, okay? He's buried, he's resurrected, and he's standing in front of his church. He's about to ascend, okay? That means he's about to go back up into heaven, all right? And watch what he says. Watch what he says. This is this, is this Jesus, and now he holds the key. He holds the power. He holds the dominion. He's taken back what the devil stole. He's got it all in his hand, and he stands before his church, and he says, listen to this, All authority is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Uh Uh-oh, watch this. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. (laughs) Come here, Alec. Come here, look here. He's saying, stand right there. He's saying this. I got this. I want it back. Now you through the power of the church go forth and take off and win and change the world. All of this authority, all of this power, that's why Jesus said, man, you see what I did? Greater things will you do than I have done. Bro, you know why? He's handing off and he's saying, listen, I'm commissioning you. In fact, those scriptures, theologically stated, those scriptures are called the commission scriptures, the great commission. Because he's commissioned the church and saying, go get them. (laughs) And sometimes we do what Alec just did and we stand there. (laughs) I said, go get them. That's what I'm talking about. That's, That's what I'm talking about. That's funny. I don't care who you are right there. I've been wanting to kick him in the backside for a long time, so it worked out good. 
So, so you see, so we're, we play a part in this. Now, now listen, when he hands over that authority right there, he's saying, listen, dude, I'm investing in you. I'm putting something in you. I believe in you. Now what I want you to do is I have my will. I want to shake the world. I want to touch Southeast Texas. I want to bless Parkway Life. I want to bless churches that are, that are, but listen, listen, I need you to talk with me. I need you to pray the will down. I'm putting you in the process. I could take over and do my thing, but I need you. I'm placing send this in your hand. I need you to go for it. Do the work. And it gives us a little grace kick. And I'm helping him today with that. Sam, come on church. Come on church. Do you see what happened here? This dominion was given to Adam. Satan pinches it away. Jesus gets it back and he gives authority to the church to go out and, 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 and name things. See, that, that's, that's why he's given us ability to name things. And so I can look at things now and say, that's bound, but I loose in the name of Jesus freedom in their life. <laughs> is that all right? That is sick, but we're going to pr- call for the elders of the church, pray over them and they shall be healed. They're sick. But I'm praying and releasing healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Is that cool? That's broken. That's battered. But I'm believing. What couldn't fix Humpty Dumpty? All the king's horses and all the king's men. When Jesus shows up, he does the work. But he wants us in the process. He wants us to get our hands dirty to start helping pick up Humpty Dumpty. I just went right to Humpty Dumpty. Are you with me? And so he needs us in the process. He wants us in the process. And that's why we have to understand the power of the church. The church is central to this. There is a wonderful verse, and it's translated well in the NIV, and it goes like this. Ephesians 3.10, it says this. God's intent was that now through the church. Everybody say, through the church. The manifold wisdom of God should be known to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly realm. God wants his power, his authority to be manifested in the church. Why? So that demonic forces that have previously held ground, the church steps in there through the power of God and the church does God's will. I want, to, I want to talk about this, and, and this just, man, jumped out at me when I and study for this. Because if we're going to make our mark, we have to get this stuff. We've got to get the power of our prayer. We have to get the power of the church if we're going to make a mark. But the Greek, boy, listen to this. This is big, okay? The Greek word for the word church. All right? The Greek word for the word church in the New Testament is the word ecclesia. Okay? Ecclesia. And it means this. It means called out ones. <laughs> How many of you are part of the church? He called you out of darkness. I'm quoting a lot of scripture here, throwing it in. Called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
He's calling you out. If you're here today, you're not here just kind of accident. He called you out. You're part of the ecclesia. You're part of the church. Man, you're, what, a, what a blessed people. Now, now listen, let me go back and do a little history lesson for you. To the Romans of that day, to the Romans of that day, the ecclesia, and Jesus often used terminology and wordage that that people could understand. And, and to the Romans of that day, the ecclesia was a group of set up to conquer a region for the empire. For the Roman Empire. So um, let me let me let me kind of give you an example. Uh, say say that um, mm, let's say that uh, Beaumont was the Roman Empire, and a, a group came over to this part, about five, three or four or five miles away, and said, "We want to we want to carry the Roman Empire." into what is known as Lumberton. You would have, this would be an ecclesia. Okay? And what would happen, if that's the seat of government, they, the ecclesia would come in here, win the battle, fight the armies, take the land, and then they would do something. Their job as the ecclesia would be to set up and make the Roman Empire, make the, I'm going to call Lumberton, look like the Roman Empire. Okay, you, you, you're with me? They would change the culture here. They would change the conversation. They would change the mindset. And so they would, they would in other words, they would set precedent here that they would have the ecclesia, that the seat of government, the gov- everything would be loyal to what sent me here. And they would be sent into a region to take over that region, set up government, set up, boy, I'm going to tell you what I'm about to preach to you. All right? And, 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 and so, so in the days of the Roman Empire, there were Roman colonies. And what they would call this is colonization. So they would come into an area, like again, like I said, Lumberton, and colonize it. They would bring what was from the empire into this area, put them in schools, this, that, train them in the ways of the Roman Empire, and build them up as the, as the new Roman Empire. Does that make sense? Man, 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 man. And so this was all going on because they wanted to look like Rome because an ecclesia had come in and transformed it to the taste and the culture of the empire. Now, why would God use the same word, ecclesia, for the word church? So when we say church, it means ecclesia. It's the same thing for the congregation. That is his, we, the church, the called out ones, are his representatives on this earth. We're the church. Because we are to follow the same patterns as His heavenly will for us. We are to be like the, we aren't to be like the people of that nation. We are to be like the people of that nation, that empire, that kingdom. We are to bring that king. Oh, you know what? I think the church may have forgotten us a little bit. 
I think we're supposed to think we're supposed to live here and be like the world. He said, no, no, no. You're just a passing through. You're just a traveler. You're here. You're called out. You're the ecclesia so that you can make this church look like the will of God. (laughs) Man, 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 man. So our citizenship is not from here, but it's in heaven. And we're still left here. We're still to do work here. We're still here. You know why we're here? We're here so people, we can, we can, I'm going to use this word, colonize it. So you think you're on your job, going through Hades on your job, and it's just, ah, I'm ready to, and I'm going to fuss like everybody else. Or, or you know, hey, this, this is a job, I'm going to do my best, but I'm here for another reason that's bigger than what it looks like. I'm here to colonize. I'm here to show them what God would do in this atmosphere. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to talk like him. I'm going to act like him. I'm going to dress like him. I'm going to be like him. Everything he wants me to do. I want his will. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek him. I'm going to love him. Not through works. Not through working hard trying to earn my religion. No, 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 no. I'm here to colonize. I'm here to show the world. This is the power of God working in this day. Man, some of y'all didn't even clap. If that don't even make you clap, get your clap on. You're in the church. Come on, I said you're in the church. Do you know the millions and millions and millions of people that are in darkness? And the Bible says they're literally blinded to truth. But you, my friend, are the ecclesia, the called out ones. You're from the empire. And he says, I so believe in you and I so trust in you that you can do all things. You can do all things through Christ. Who dwelleth within you? Are y'all getting a picture? I think it's a revelation. And it's a revelation of your kingdom authority and kingdom power. It's a revelation of who you are. You want to make a mark? You want to make a difference? You want to do something before you die that lives on? You want to do something? Hey, I want you to go out and I want you to do this and I want you to do that and I want you to make a million dollars or whatever you're destined or a hundred thousand or five dollars. I don't know. Whatever your destiny. What is I want you to just tear it up. I want you to win the lottery if you pay your tithes and I, I want you to do. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I did not say that. Somebody asked me the other day, would you take lottery ties if they, if, they, if they win the lottery? I said, I don't even have to pray about it. <laughs> we'll use the kingdom of God. The, God's been using the devil's money a long time. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I don't want the money to control me, but I want to use the money to let the heaven be use it to colonize for the kingdom. Let it be blessed. Let it be. <laughs> if it's, uh, it, it, I know a bunch of you are first time guests. I'm not normally this crazy. Hey, 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 hey! Don't let the cat out of the bag. We got to get them back. Thank you. That's why Jesus said. Now listen, I'm going back. 
Y'all remember when I started, I said in Matthew chapter 18, it says this, what I read to you. But I said in Matthew chapter 16, oh, but you, excuse my, excuse my English, but you ain't ready. All right. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Watch this. I will. Oh, oh, y'all read it with me. Y'all read it with me. And I, by the way, you see where it says, I will build my ecclesia? I should have put parentheses around that. I added that. Okay, so that's not, but y'all see what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to let you see it. I will build my church. So what he's saying there, I will build my ecclesia. Okay, y'all got that? I will build my ecclesia and, (laughs) Jesus, let me calm down. The gates of hell or Hades shall not prevail against it. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen to this. The gates in this term, the gates here is symbolic because in the Bible times, the gates of the city, oh, Nathan, calm down, calm down, calm down. The gates of the city were where the seat of government or the power, the council sat. So the gate was a place of ruling. It was a place of government. It's not like the gates, like this kind. So when we read that, we're thinking like this. So in the gates of hell shall not prevail, where they swing real hard and hit real hard. No, that's not what we're talking about. Are you seeing? The gates, the government, the authority, the principalities and powers. Are you with me? Will not, shall not prevail against it. So the gate was a place of rules, a place of government. So when Jesus says, I will build my ecclesia, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, he's saying the government of hell is not going to stop the church from colonizing and doing its job. <laughs> the government of hell, the plans, the schemes of the evil one, evil one will not overcome me building my rule, my colonization. My people are determining my will on the earth. They have power. They have authority. They have a name that's above every name. That at the mention of that name, hell retreats. They have power. They have authority. And I've entrusted them with it. And they're going to do a good job. Now, Matthew chapter 16. Next verse. Y'all ain't ready. And I'll give, I'll give you the ecclesia, the keys. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. If that didn't sink in and then you didn't completely get it, pray about it this week. It's going to snap. The church 
has a mission, and we have a kingdom authority to do and fulfill this mission. He's given us the keys, and he uses, I like keys here because in the text before he uses the word gates, so it's all tied in. But man, does it amplify Matthew 18 that I read earlier when I go back and read 16, 18, and 19 and see where all this is coming through and the power that he's given into the church. And, 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 then, and then, well, I, I don't have any purpose. So say, say what? I, I just don't, I don't even know why God brought me to the church. You know what my dad would call that? Mealy mouthing. I don't know what you call that. Mealy mouthing. And some people still sitting in their living rooms going, me, 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 me. And the whole ecclesia is out kicking backside. And, and they're like, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't have any purpose. I don't even know if I want to go to church next week. I'm just a one in the crowd. Say what? This is just the gathering of believers to fire us up to go back into our places of work and mission fields and be the church. That's all this is. That's all it is. This is volunteer, man. I can't make you get up and come to church on Sunday morning. You know why you get up and come to church on the Sunday morning? You're going, man, 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 i got a big week in front of me. I need the body. I need to come together in the body. I need to feel the strength of the body. I need somebody to pray over me. I need somebody to encourage me. I need a message from God to speak to me. I need the worship to lift me up because I've got to go back out into that mission field. And I've got to be the ecclesia. I've got to, I've got to do what God's called me to do and be the best at it. And I need energized from the kingdom of God. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm done, y'all. I'm, 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 I'm done. I've just got to tell you one more thing. Every church needs a mission. And I feel like God has given us a mission for this church. And... We call that mission here because we're trying to put it in modern-day lingo so people will get it. But we call it connect the dots. Somebody say connect the dots. And we have also put new terminology around these dots because what we were finding is a couple things. We were finding that people couldn't remember our dots. We were finding that we were the staff and we couldn't remember our dots. Don't tell them why we said that. So we said, you know what? We've got to make this our dots. We've got to make this our language. We've got to make this who we are. We've got to make this fit us. And so we went to prayer. We went to thought. We went to begin to ask God, God, what does this look like for Parkway? And this is what we come up with. And I pray, I'm fixing to put it on everything that you can see. It's going to be a new sign out in the foyer in a few weeks. We're going to have it in, the, in, our, in our room with our new believers. We're going to have all this stuff. We want them to see it because we want them to say, when you come to Parkway, we want to connect these dots. Amen? Some of you first-time guests here today, we want you to connect these dots. If you've been around here 35 years, we want you to connect the dots. Why? We have a mission. We're the Ecclesia. So here it is. Here it is. You ready? 
first dot we want you to connect, and it's the first for a reason because it's the most important. We want you to know Jesus. Because if you know Jesus, it'll change everything. Now, I didn't say no religion. I said no Jesus. You can be involved in religion and never meet Jesus. Religious people put Jesus on the cross. You can be involved and never know Jesus. But if you know Jesus, you're never going to be the same again. And so, dot number one, we want you to know Jesus. And it's a, it's a continual process. I've been in the church pretty much all my life. I mean, I was born, I think, on a pew. They popped me out and I started praising. I mean, I, and, but some of you were not that way. But I'm still learning who Jesus is. When I, when I started working on this message... I'm in my office going, oh, my God. Because I'm learning more about Jesus. I'm learning more about the last Adam and how the last Adam set us free from what the first Adam did. I mean, I'm still knowing and learning about Jesus. In other words, you never quit learning about Jesus. Know Jesus. That's the first thing. Second thing is this. Once you know Jesus, we want you to discover you. So now that first one, we, you're knowing Jesus. The second one, we have found out, we have found out people come to church and the enemy has so stolen their identity. They don't know who they are. They're just kind of walking around in a fog. Because the devil has stolen from them. There's been so much abuse, this, that, man, all this stuff. And they come in and they don't even know who they are. They don't even know who their identity is. They don't even know what they're made for. They don't even know what... And so we're saying dot two, this is new language. Nobody's ever heard this except our staff. Discover you. That's the second dot. The third dot is the third dot is we want you to experience life. We want you to know Jesus. We want to discover who you are. And then we want you to start living the way God wanted you to live. Why don't you experience life, man? Have fun. Live it for God. Do life with one another. Have fun. Smile. Joy life, experience life. And the fourth thing we want you to do is we want you, look at here, it's the name of our series. We want you to make your mark. We want you to change the world. We want you to change your community. We want you to change your job. We want you to influence, we want you to make your mark. How many of y'all like that new language we just put on there? Amen. I like it. I like it. Now watch this. I'm not I'm almost finished, but I'm not finished. Watch this. This is another reason why we name these things this. It's going to even help you remember it more. Every one of these dots has a vehicle, okay? In other words, we want you to know Jesus, but how do we how are you going to know him? We want you to discover you, but how are we going to do that? How are we going to, how's the church, how's the ecclesia going to help you with that? We want you to experience life, but how is the ecclesia, how is the church going to help you with that? So this is how it is. We have a vehicle, and the church is, the, the church is this. We want you to know Jesus. We believe, we believe that if you stay faithful to our Sunday services, and serve, when we have services here, when the doors open, you're here. And you're involved and you're passionate. 
you are going to meet Jesus. It may be we don't put timetables on it. It may be a, a, a week from now. It may be today. It may be 10 years from now. But there's going to be one of those moments when you go, oh, doves are going to fly. <laughs> you're, not really. But, and you're going to know Jesus. Is that a good? We think we stay faithful. You're going to meet Jesus. Because you know why? We present and preach Jesus in this church. You stick around, you go meet him. Number two, the vehicle, watch this. The vehicle for discover you is what we're calling discover. Formerly known as growth track. We changed the name growth track. We went through growth track, still the same information, still the same stuff. We changed the name of it to fit our new lingo. And that's why if you look to your right, see the door says discover. So today in just a few minutes, we're going to end this service and we're going we're to head into your mission fields. But if you're new around here and you've never been through what used to be called Grow Track, this is the class called Discover. And what we want you to do is we want you to walk through those doors. We're going to feed you. Like, that's pretty cool. We're going to take care of your kids and feed them. Why? We want you to know what it takes. We want you to find you. And it's going to be the first step, not the end all, but the first step of starting to discover you. We're going to tell you about our church. We're going to tell you what we're doing. We're going to talk to you about the dots. We're going to talk to you about why we're here. We're going to start talking to you about maybe why you're here. And we're going to discover where your gifts are, where you can serve, where you can make a difference. We want you to discover you. And so we've called this Discover. And so when you hear us say Discover, that's what we're talking about. And so if you're a guest here today, if you're first time, you said, man, I'm, on, I'm going through that door. This, guy, this guy's got me so fired up. I'm ready to find out more about this. Go right through that door, and, uh, and we're going we're, we're gonna to fix you up. And there will be other people in there. And so that's our vehicle for that. That's the start off. The third thing we want you to do is experience life. Stand up, Brandon Pippen. He's out. He's out getting ready to sign you up. There you go. Wave at me, Bubba. We want you to experience life. How do we, what's our vehicle for that? It's life group. You experience life in life groups. Life revolves at the speed of relationships. You need relationships. You need the ecclesia. You need the body because the world can drag you down. And you need one, we need one another. And I could tell you so many stories, but I don't have time, of what this life groups have done. In our life groups, our anchor life group is freedom. If you have not been through freedom and you call this church your home, get your backside out there and sign up because I'm praying that you would because it is the most life-changing process that you've ever done. I don't care if you've been in the church 30 years. They'll say, I don't know know about it. Are they doing all the weird things in it? We're not doing anything weird. We're going to get together. We're going to connect. We're going to give you. It's the what one person says, the ultimate Bible study. It's going to be awesome. Tell them. So in our life groups, experience life. You're here today on Life Group Sunday. That's where we're going to sign up for our life groups. 
When you go out of here today, they're going to have the iPads right back there. Is that right, Brandon? Online. Go online. And you can sign up and get involved in a life group. Freedom's the anchor. If you haven't been through freedom, get in that one. But we want you to experience life, and we're going to talk to you about how to do it. And we've got every life group known to man, okay? And then the last thing we want you to do is make your mark. And we think if you know Jesus, discover you, experience life, you're going to be ready to make a mark. And we want to make your mark, and our vehicle for that is our dream team. And our dream team is getting more and more and more efficient. It's something we started a few years ago. We're doing bigger, better things. We're getting more organized. We're, we're, we're really, the kingdom of God should be organized. It should have order to it. We're working at it. Our systems are working at it. We're doing things like uh, our serve day where we're going out. This year is going to be bigger and better serve day. We're trying to really throw some church money towards that, really make a difference in our community. Y'all know we give money all around the world trying to make our mark, and we have dream teams. This year, for the first time, we have a dream team flying to Richmond, Virginia for a church in Virginia. Our dream team, our freedom dream team, flying to Virginia and putting on a dream team conference for another church. Is that amazing? Just absolutely amazing. No, Jesus, discover you experience life, make your mark. Make your mark by getting in a dream team. We're going to teach you how to do that. We're going to teach you how to get involved. If you've been in this church, you've been done the old road tracks or starting points or whatever we called it, but you have, are not involved, it's time to get involved, man. Time to get involved. Time to get involved. Go up and see somebody on the staff and say, I'm ready to get involved. And we're going to tag you in and get you involved. Maybe you said, I've just kind of become complacent. But now that I know that I am the job that I have to do, what I've been called to do, I'm ready to serve, ready to make a difference. And so you can join our dream team and, and really, really make a difference and serve somewhere for the kingdom of God. Would you stand with me today? Woo, man, I said a lot of words. I said a lot of words. I'm ready to go eat something and watch the Houston Texans. All right. How many of you, the Lord spoke to you through this message? You know why He spoke to you? Because you're the Ecclesia. If you're here today, we call you ours. We call you the church. We call you His. <laughs> Excuse me. We call you the church. And so we've tried to make this as clean as we can. I'm really excited about this new language. Really excited about what God's doing in this church. Everybody said, we are the church. Now go be the church. Come on, say, go be the church. You got to go do it. So this week, make a difference. Be a difference.